Amanda is a white South African whose relationship with domestic work spans across different eras. Her earliest memories of having a domestic worker in her home are from the Dark Ages, also known as... Or the White Ages. (laughs) (laughs) Fair, fair. (laughs) The White Ages, also known as the Apartheid Years. So she's definitely seen uh, this institution through its evolution, with her own perceptions evolving alongside. So we wanted to bring her in uh, as we start exploring the unique journeys that South Africans have taken with their domestic workers. Hi, Amanda. Hi, um, Mbali. It's <laughs> <laughs> lovely to be here. Hi, I'm Chalisa. Hi. Lovely to see you. <laughs> Likewise. Um, so, you know, we're not just meeting Amanda today, but I think she might have, have amnesia. Um, yeah, the hard drive's a bit shattered over the years, and we did live in denial for many, so apart from still our be show. blocked off. It's You're lovely. at cliffcentral.com. Lovely to be 18 here. 18 Vessel Road. 18 Vessel Road. Yes. May the blood vessels in the brain open, <laughs> and let's have a good one. Okay, excellent. So, Amanda, what are your earliest memories of having a domestic worker? Well, um, I don't remember specific age. I do remember Daisy was my first domestic Daisy. worker. She sounds oh, lovely. I love Daisy. Yeah. Daisy, Daisy was just like her name. She was just so in the park with me, of course, as the domestic workers were. Right. Um, she was a wonderful friend to me, Daisy Senamani. And um, I had a very present mother, so she definitely wasn't a mom. Mm-hmm. She was... Um, always there for me and she enriched my life rather than that I was reliant on her. Mm. Um, I didn't realize at the time, I'm only really becoming aware now of the importance of Daisy, I suppose, giving my mom space. Like I remember when my parents went out at night, Mm -hmm. Daisy used to stay in because we would be scared to be on our own. And I suppose my mom felt she needed someone to look after us. I would think I was about six Six or so. So as as a six-year-old, if you had to try and make sense of Daisy's role in your life, how would you have described it? Was she your friend? Was she your aunt? What was she? Um, she was definitely a friend and someone who made me feel safe. Okay. Um, it definitely was all about me, not about Daisy. Right. I didn't give a hell of a lot of thought as to why Daisy stayed in a little room in the back mm. And, um, but it was just normal, right? Yeah, it was normal, and it was kind of like all about Daisy took care of us and of me and of the family. Um, I didn't see her as a mom, but she was, she, she provided enormous security for me. I was a very shy child, and she used to come with me to children's birthday parties. (laughs) I felt. I felt absolutely fine if I went with Daisy. Aww. And I sat with her and we used to chat. And quite weirdly, I think it's kind of had quite a big impact even uh, in my older age. Um, as outgoing as I seem, I'm sometimes shy in a new environment. And I know that in all my working environments, I'm very friendly first and foremost mm. with the, uh, the woman who serves tea and the cleaners. Yeah. Mm. Don't you actually – gosh, at least – I can relate to that. Um, and I, I've never thought about why, mm. but I'm also, I, I'm also more inclined to first make friends with the people who are helping. Yeah. And, and I, I think, think that must come from a, a safe space mm. we had during childhood. I never thought about that. 
I only thought about it actually today. I just <laughs> thought about That's the brilliant. connection because before I left, um, I went to make tea and the woman who makes tea wasn't there. And I actually thought what a mess the kitchen was. Mm. Um, and <laughs> I, I just thought that in every single job of mine, I have always really spent time chatting uh, to the tea ladies and yeah, the cleaners. Yeah. And I do feel absolutely not judged um, comfortable, yeah. uh, things that I don't always feel sure. with colleagues. And so I, I, I don't know if it goes back to that, but Daisy certainly provided me a very, very safe space. Um, I used to go and sit in a room sometimes. I remember eating always her pup and gravy with her. Mm. Um, Was it very different from the food that you were used to? It was different, and I specifically remember, I'm ashamed to say, I remember there was always um, different meat for the domestic. There right. was like the domestic. Well, there, I mean, there still know, is to this day. Can, can you elaborate on that? What sort um, of meats? I always remember it was chuck. I think chuck or brisket was for the domestic worker when we would go shopping. Um, and um, <laughs> Hello? We're back in the dark ages. <laughs> We're literally back in the dark ages. Who just turned off the lights? This is creepy. I don't know. Oh my god, are we going to be killed? No, I think we shouldn't be. <laughs> We're, trying to make, we're trying to make sense of the world. It would be wrong. So I remember that it was always chuck and brisket, and I actually didn't think it smelled nice when it was cooked. Right. Um, there was always a funny smell, and I just found that a bit weird. But, still, but still you ate it. No, I didn't. I okay. ate the pup and the gravy. Uh, I loved that. Gotcha. And I think it got the carb story going for me because <laughs> I'll never be a banting person ever. I think I got attached to pup and gravy at that point. Um, but I was aware that it was definitely second grade yeah. meat. Yeah. And um, Did you ever ask your parents about no, it? No, I didn't. And I think that all the things that I've noticed now, I didn't ask about. And I think that, you know, we were talking about um, – being unaware or living in the dark ages, I think that was so successful of apartheid. I wasn't the most stupid child, but clearly not the smartest either because there were a lot of things that didn't make sense, but I didn't question them. I just kind of thought, oh, that's not a very nice room. Mm. Um, funny toilet. Right. Uh, but, but that's kind of your basic human instinct, I think. Or, I mean, if we have like a, a basic moral compass, I think... You know, every now and again that kicks in. Um, I certainly find that kids know the difference between right and wrong, or they can sense when something is off, but they don't mm. always, they don't always inquire, mm. Um, mm. because in large part they just subscribe to whatever normal. Well, one thing is I around remember them. that I was horrified about, and it actually was with my aunt. I often used to stay at my aunt. She was she was very liberal, and she had a close relationship with her domestic worker. My mom seemed a bit more removed. I mean, there was always. Very humane talk. I didn't. I didn't have an angry family, and I certainly uh, people didn't talk down to one another. Um, but it wasn't hugely politicised, whereas my aunt was. And I remember staying at her, and um, her domestic worker was taken in because she was walking in the street after ten o'clock at night, and it, and she didn't have her pass. Mm. And we had to fetch her from jail the next day. Oh my day. goodness! And I was completely traumatized. I, mean, I couldn't believe that. Unreal. I couldn't believe it. So it traumatized me. But as I say, it's not like it it that I carried on chasing. I just and yet that was, was normal. It was normal. I mean, presumably it was normal yeah, for the I, adults. 
well, I mean, she found it absolutely horrific. But right. I, it didn't make me an activist. And I, mm. I, I didn't become an activist because of things. I just think for me it was always terribly important just to have one-on-one positive relationships with people um, and try and understand them. But I don't know, when I look back at the iniquities, I really feel a bit ashamed that I wasn't more politicized and that I didn't follow up on these terrible things that made me very uncomfortable. Okay, hopefully not as a six-year-old. Your six, year, six years would have been too young, but perhaps I sh- it should have stayed with me and by, by 16. Yeah. You know, I could have questioned it more. It took me a while to wake up, I must say. So your earliest memories you've just described to us, but did your relationship with your domestic worker match the relationships your peers had at the time with their domestic workers? So are your, are your personal earliest memories of domestic work um, objective memories, do you think? Or do you think there was something particularly special about I'm not you? sure. I think we all had quite different relationships. Right. Um, as I say, I spent time with Daisy in her room. That that was interesting to me. Um, like Culturally, it probably also informed me. I remember she loved Percy Sledge mm. and she loved Motown. I didn't understand the local music that she listened to. It mm-hmm. sounded jangly to me, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I only got into TKZ at an older stage mm-hmm. in my life. But <laughs> oh, my. That's <laughs> impressive, actually. Impressive. Uh, That's uh, a hell of a leap. <laughs> um, and reggae, of course, at university. But no, with Daisy, she really loved Motown. And I remember always... I loved soul, you know, and mm. I think that was something that I picked up from her. She used to listen to radio theater. I didn't understand it. She used to listen to the drama. On so the sketches, radio. but like on radio, they used to call, I think they call them sketches. Um, I don't know what that is. No, so uh, yeah, it is. It's, it's radio, like radio theater. theater. It's like stories. Oh. It's like dramas, but on the radio. And I couldn't believe that how much so I, yeah, I mean, that was a big part of my mom's childhood oh, as well. Yeah. Yes. And she used to always listen to the radio and I used to listen to the radio with her. Mm. So that was actually quite amazing. Um, it's amazing how rich those narratives were actually. Mm. Um, sure. It's actually, I'm kind of, I've, I heard one or two growing up, but I'm kind of a bit nostalgic now because that they don't do many of those anymore. I don't think. No. Was it a reflection of the South African society or international like soap opera? Uh, well, they were things. in they were in the vernacular. She was Sutu, oh, so those okay. were Sutu programs. Okay, and um, very very dramatic. A um, lot of <laughs> lot of screaming, crying, big. Soap. Yeah, because they have to obviously compensate because they don't have the, yeah. the visuals, right? Yeah. So then you know they become rather theatrical. Yeah, and I, I was quite taken with that. And I mean, I've always <laughs> had an interest in theatre, cool. and I do think those sort of things probably did influence me. Mm. Um, I was aware of the clutter in her room. She had photos. I don't know how many photos of family and uh, the Last Supper was there. And uh, she was quite religious. Um, But then on the other side, I also remember she always used to tell me about her dreams. And I don't know if she played Farfi or not, but there was the the domestic workers. They used to back with the Chinese. There was the Chinaman. (laughs) And he used to take bets on dreams they had. What? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't know the intricacies of Farfi, but um, uh, the the white um, madams, the white madams didn't like it if the domestic workers. It was a form of gambling, right? Oh, wow. And they'd put money on certain dreams. Oh, and I'd always go with Daisy down the road or to the park, 
and she would discuss with her mates what they were putting money on. Uh, and now I work near Monte Cassino, and I'm sure it's also influenced me there. I <laughs> to, to see if I can win a few rounds. That's such an interesting but, cultural phenomenon. Yeah, I've never heard of that. Coffee was very, very popular. All the domestic workers would bring their dreams, and they would tell, they would tell the Chinese man. There's actually a book, Euphrida Ho. A Chinese uh, lecturer at uh-huh, Wits. Uh-huh. She wrote an incredible book, Paper Sons and Daughters, and I know that it actually features in there. She she does a wonderful chapter on it. So we've got to investigate worth, this fluffy. This I've fluffy never, was huge. Never it, heard of it. And it was quite nice. It was kind of quite a rebellious thing that did the domestic workers do. The mm. madam certainly didn't dig it at all. Mm. If the domestic workers and I love pay. the Chinese yeah. dynamic as well. Oh, yeah, he was There's like the kingpin, there. the Chinaman. <laughs> he had come and take bets, etc. That is et fascinating. And they did. They they won money on different dreams, and it was quite mm. an interesting thing. Sure. I uh, also remember park times because I know you often talk about the, the duck mm. um, and the role it played. Well, I always did see domestic workers with dukes, excepting when we went to the park. So the domestic workers would take the different white kids and we'll all go to the park, and then they'd take their dukes off. Oh. And I was a bit shocked, to be honest, to yeah. see the hair. Yeah. It was like, wow, okay. Uh-huh. And it felt, again, quite rebellious, uh-huh. this mm, taking off the dukes in the park. That's you know? very interesting. Mm. Yeah. And they'd sit on the grass and we would play on the, you know, merry-go-rounds and et cetera. But I was quite, it was a moment it's when the duck came a, off. It's very interesting because mm. uh, I think we have a love-hate relationship with the duck in the same way you would with a bra. Um, because I, it can be very emancipating when you're, when you're hot to just like mm. rip off your duke the mm. same way you would if you wore a wig. Mm. Um, at the same time, it's such a symbol of, of, of African female power. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's strange the, the, the little symbolic things people do mm. to like mm. express their, their independence, mm. right? Or their emancipation. Yeah, because that triangle has got to go. (laughs) (laughs) But um, you said that you saw um, in her room a bunch of photographs of her family. Um, How often was she allowed to have family around? Well, I remember she had a boyfriend, Alfred, and I told my mom she couldn't remember. She couldn't believe I remembered Alfred. And I think he could come and stay. But I do remember once there was a huge fight, and I think there was a ban on Alfred coming to stay in the room mm-hmm. after there was the fight. And it also, I suppose, was a bit like a digs. Um, we didn't want the fight. But, I mean, it must have been jolly tough not having uh, a partner there um, I don't think she was married to him And she didn't have children She had a niece Poppy And Poppy used to come in December In mm. Christmas time And I remember playing You know again the cultural thing I remember learning games Like hopscotch and elastic And then the tennis ball Ooh. in the stocking And it was hey my name's Amanda My husband's name That's is absolutely Helen. fantastic. from America And we sell apples Then Poppy would do her thing so, um, uh, Poppy was, yeah, she used to come in, in at Christmas time and. These are fond memories. They're lovely nice. memories. I have very rich fragments rather than a continuum. I have these, these fragments, but I think I was six or seven. Does it feel as though they're only bittersweet in retrospect? Yeah, I felt uh, they were happy for me then, you know. Yeah. But I think that, that the hard thing and, when I asked my mom, where is Daisy now? And she didn't know. Um, oh. 
She played such an important role, even though she wasn't my mom. My mom was, as I say, she was very, very present. Mm. Uh, so she was, she was a wonderful uh, addition or a wonderful, uh, I don't know what, what word I would use, um, a wonderful security blanket. Uh, culturally, she influenced me. Mm. Um, Did you have a Zulu name? <laughs> no, she was Sutu. Daisy, oh, Sutu, oh, uh, Daisy Sinamani, I know, was a surname, but I didn't know what her Sutu name was. And she taught me bits, you know, I knew to say mm. to Mela, hey, the guy before other people did, I was quite cool, Ooh. you know. <laughs> so, do you uh, remember her? Do you remember her being happy? Do you remember her, anything about her, her temperament? She, she, she felt happy to me. I okay. Mean, she, I, ne- I don't think of her as being um, down or miserable. She sang. It was always with a upbeat. Hello, no, no. I always felt her up. Whether she felt that or not, I don't know. This is interesting to me because I think it's me. easy to paint mm. people's experiences from a distance as being negative. But like, even within what can be kind of negative uh, circumstances or uh, systemic issues or or norms. There are people in their our lives that can be rich with, with, with happiness and with funness. I only remember happy accepting, as I say, the dompas scared the hell yeah. out of me. And the uh, the farts, I remember her farts with Alfred. I don't think there was one, but I remember the screaming. Why it should have affected me so badly, I don't know, because my parents regularly screamed at each other. So <laughs> I don't know why Daisy's farted, but I think Daisy was the symbol of positive, good security. So I suppose mm. you kind of get used to yeah. You get used to the pattern. My parents fought all the time. It kind of, not that it ever felt nice, but I think I was more shocked at Daisy and Alfred's fights. Um, mm. And um, the other thing culturally that, that I found quite hard was that she had her bed on bricks mm. and she'd tell me oh. about the tokolosh and that scared <laughs> the hell out of me. <laughs> <laughs> So, that, so did you put your bed on bricks as well? I didn't, but I was very scared of it. <laughs> you had a night lighter. <laughs> yes, I did, absolutely. But when you ask with happiness, you know, um, I remember that as friends, as youngsters, we all preferred going to some houses rather than others, depending on who the domestic worker was, because there were some domestic workers that I can remember. I remember one. A uh, lady, a friend, uh, a friend of mine had a lady called Violet, and Violet was quite like she used to tell us very scary stories and that terrible things <laughs> would happen, and she probably we deserved them. But nonetheless, I didn't like going to visit because mm. Violet set a bad tone for us, <laughs> and they they were hugely influential in terms of where you want to do play. Because um, mm. even though the moms were there, and you also felt a certain way depending on how the moms were to you, the domestic worker was enormously um, powerful to a little one, you know. Mm. Mm. So that was interesting. There's just so many layers, I think, to any condition, right? There's like a systemic layer, but there's also a very human mm. layer. Yeah, absolutely. But I think the fact that it was in apartheid era made it wrong of as course. a given. As of a, course. As a blanket statement, That's there's horror think, in it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really do believe it. And, yeah. mm-hmm. and now to me, um, I can see the horror of it so intertwined. Um, but certainly you'll have different narratives. And I think that there were happier stories. But yeah. it was just, 
It was so intertwined with apartheid and such a it's rotten difficult, system isn't it? that it's very difficult to say, oh, that was terrific. If I could say it, that I was conscious. I knew, I knew enough about Daisy. I knew enough about her family and Poppy and whatever. But the problem was it went with me being in a vacuum, being up my vortex. Yeah. Uh, all right, six, you can't say much, but... It remained. She wasn't the only domestic worker. I remember other ones, but she was the most influential. How, how long was she with you and between which ages? Um, I think I remember her from as little as I was, um, maybe four or five, and I think till about about ten. And mm. then the domestic workers didn't impact on me so powerfully, and my mom didn't have hugely intimate relationships. She didn't try and bring, you know, she wasn't like... Um, she wasn't hugely close to their families. Um, is is that why they weren't influencing you, or was it a personal relationship that you were have? Well, that you lacked with them. I knew all of them, but I didn't know much about them. I remember mm. just energies. I remember Miriam, mm. and she was quite strict, and she used to slap my hand when I opened the pot to see what was cooking for mm. supper, and. Um, she felt very together and fun, but took no nonsense. And I, and then Daisy's sister came to work for us, um, Bella. Mm. And Bella was quite, she was quite crazy. She had, she had a calling. Well, it's judgmental to say crazy, but she did have a calling to become a witch doctor and she ran away. But she used to really mm. have like weird stories and she'd threaten to poison the animals next door. And oh she would, goodness. it was quite like she, she could upset could upset me emotionally, but then, you know, maybe just culturally, I didn't understand Bella well enough. But, but given now that you understand, you're not a child anymore. Mm. Uh, you know, you've seen the evolution of this institution. You, your experience with it spans these two different eras. You're now more conscientious. Mm. Does the systemic injustice of that condition of the apartheid area mm. and um, maybe even domestic work as an institution, mm. does that negate or dis discredit or ruin for you? Mm. I guess is the question. The f the the fondness of the memories and the good times and the connection you had with Daisy. I don't think the connection, but it does. I do see it through a different filter. Okay. Um, it doesn't ruin it. I had, you know, in my heart, the emotion still feels happy. Uh, it feels safe. Yeah. Um, do you I feel smile. any guilt? Yes. Do you? I feel guilty and I feel I would like to say, I'm sorry, Daisy, that I Gosh. didn't know what was going on then uh, and that I was in a system that I didn't understand, a most hideous, iniquitous system. But... My memories with her were fantastic. I mean, she really was, she was such security. In fact, with my parents, maybe why her fighting with Alfred affected me so much was that when my parents fought, she'd always take Nunu. Most probably that's when I went to her room. Yeah. And she, like, she made it safe for me. So, yeah, I feel, I feel like. Would you, you apologize know. for your six-year-old self, though? Would you really feel that? That need to do so. I don't know if it's for the six-year-old self or just apologizing for... For the situation? Yeah, and for not knowing. I mean, for not taking more 
care and notice of who mm. she was as a woman and that she was a woman and that what her feelings were and what her life was about because it wasn't it wasn't a business relationship she was involved in my emotional life and my emotional well-being so but you as a child were very much a victim of of indoctrination you may have had i think different roles or positions within that system of indoctrination mm. but do you feel like do you feel like there really is any blame i think blame's the wrong word i just feel very sorry that that i was part of a system and not aware of it sure. um and that uh it makes me so sad i know it's very very sad i don't feel i don't feel as a 6 year old I know. I should have known, and I was part of the system. That's what makes me sad. sad. That you now look back on those memories with a feeling of guilt, even though Mm. you know, at Mm. least at the age of of six, (laughs) Mm. um, there's you couldn't have known or done any better. And I wonder how many people feel that way. That makes me incredibly sad. Anyway, moving on. Um, what did you used to call Daisy? Um, did you used to call her? Well, actually, more. What what did your parents call her? Um, and what would you refer to her as if you were talking to your friends? I only remember Daisy. Um, mm. I do remember my mom finding it offensive when people said the girl or the garden boy, and she always used to say they're not girls and boys. Oh, wow. She, yeah, that was quite a strong... You see, there's, a, there's another nuance you would never thing. expect, because I would expect that would be like the norm. My mom not, days. and interestingly now... Um, so I stay with a friend, and um, uh, she wrote a birthday message to Felicia, who's my domestic worker now. And she said something about having fun with the girls, which was in today's time. Was mm. but just the the using of the word girl, mm. I like got this panicked feeling, and I thought, I hope Felicia doesn't have a feeling about it. Mm. You know, even though she'll refer to the girls, mm. it. It had also such negative connotations. So I do remember that. But I do remember, I don't think we referred to Daisy as a maid or a domestic worker. Mm. But I do remember Thursday night was maid's night off. Mm. (laughs) And suddenly we would either go out for supper or the white But you would call her Daisy, right? Daisy was Daisy. Okay. Mm. Okay. And that's something that you've maintained um, throughout your relationships with your domestic workers. Is you've always used their first name terms. Okay. Did you did uh, you add anything before that, like Auntie Daisy, when you mm-hmm. were younger? Okay. Mm-mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, but then I think my, I think that Daisy did call my mom ma'am or madam. I do think so. Okay. If I think back. And what it. did they call the husbands? I, was, I could actually have no idea. Also, first name. Also was it never Buzz? I don't think she called my maybe Sir. I don't remember uh-huh. Buzz. Okay. Mm-hmm. I know that Buzz was used. Mm. But I don't were those know. terms were the terms no. "bus" and, and "madam" normal for you to hear? Ma'am, yes, ma'am didn't allow me. Madam, Boss, no, I think then it was okay. I mean, okay. it's a horror now, but I think then <laughs> I was used to. <laughs> and then bus, you don't remember hearing a lot of that. I don't know why bus doesn't. Sir, bus, or was it the garden? Garden nurse <laughs> that was saying that. To the to the husbands. Hmm. I don't remember the male, the male thing so well. Another thing that I thought oh. was like, you know, common to all 
I guess, apartheid um, experiences, you know? Because mm. bus is something I very, very strongly associate with that era. Maybe I needed to block it. That's yeah. what I don't remember. I don't know why bus doesn't stand out as much as madam and mm. ma'am. Mm. Uh. Mm. Um, but bus is also Afrikaans, right? Yeah, sorry, the other thing is that... Um, Maybe because my dad only came home much later. Like, I don't think he had that much interaction. But did English South Africans use bus? Because bus is an Afrikaans term, is it not? Yeah, it definitely was Afrikaans. And I remember it. Um, I, actually, my grandparents was, were from Bronkersbret, which is, was an Afrikaans little town. I think it still exists. And... <laughs> There I remember, boss. That was farm. Those were farm laborers. Okay. And actually, interesting there, my grandparents, they didn't have uh, female domestics. They had male domestics. I remember Pitt and Stevens. Really? Yeah, they were men. Men were the cooks and the cleaners oh, and wow. the gardeners. Yeah, it wow. wasn't. They weren't females. Do you know why that was? No, I'm not sure. That's so weird. Yeah. Hmm. And I remember I also called them and I had a great fondness. I think of the greatest fondness of Stevens, who was the head of the home and the cook. And he was an elderly gentleman and a marvelous cook. Hmm. And he and my grandmom. Did you find that the relationship with the children always differed to the relationship with the, the parents? Yeah. 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 There was definitely that seems fairly consistent. Was more relaxed. Yeah. Mm. I do think That's so. another interesting phenomenon. Mm. And then did you find did you find that at 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 a certain age you outgrew that relationship? Yes. Huh. Yeah. So that's why I say in my older years, I think I just became teenage self involved. So I was right. at school and, that and all that adolescent right, drama that I to compound it. Which yeah. I should have was who was cleaning my school shoes. I had clean school okay, shoes. Okay, but adolescence across the board universally is just a very Horrible. <laughs> it's a very horrible stage. It's like incredibly self-centered. Um, but but I wonder, would you have um, felt that way if it was still Daisy? If she was cleaning my shoes? Yeah. Because you, you said you had like a couple of other ones after you were I 10. I don't know, Tulisa. I don't know if it, was, if it was different, if it was Daisy or if it was Miriam or if it was... Um, I don't know if that made a difference. Um, I don't mm. think I considered the dignity or indignity. Oh, really, only later, only later to think that my domestic worker cleans my loo's not great. You know, um, things have only struck me really. It was like that's what the domestic worker was employed to do. They, they cooked, they cleaned, they made things. Mm. Um, Nice in the home And had there not been An apartheid system There is a place For a cleaner You know That's yeah. the thing For me This is For me It's it's mm. this kind of Conflation of, of Of issues That really interests me Because okay You have a, a A system that is Divisive and oppressive And then you have Just the stage That is Adolescence Which like mm. I'm saying Is a very Narcissistic It's Very self-centered phase I think Universally, I remember just being really inconsiderate um, to everyone around me as an adolescent. And I think that's a, a fairly universal phenomenon. Um, and then there's just like the, 
the character flaws that exist within all human societies and that vary in degrees from, from, from person to person. So it's, it's almost difficult to like, to, to, to separate these issues because then I can say, look, I didn't grow up during apartheid. I grew up in democracy, but I do remember I, I have the same guilt. I carry the same guilt you do. Now, in retrospect, as an adult, when I think about, you know, my domestic workers used to, to polish my shoes. Mm. So, and then you can almost ask, did that come out of apartheid? I, 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 but I don't know. You know, it's an interesting thing. <laughs> when I watched uh, Downton Abbey, I don't know if you watched the show. Yeah. Like, if all, all over the world there are... Um, People have help, yes, and the help gets properly paid, but it's not a race thing, yeah, and it's not an exploitative thing. And if people want help in Australia, and half of Australia are made out of South Africans, yeah, um, <laughs> it's like horrific how much you've got to pay to get somebody in for an hour or for a day, yeah. So I just think that the real mess comes in, even now. Um, when I pay my domestic worker, and I think I pay her reasonably, given. Um, what uh, the standard the is. standard is. Yes, I still feel it's an exploitative system, right. um, and, and and obviously unique in South Africa in many ways. Yes, and it's quite difficult to separate. Um, it's very, it's very difficult to separate that. This is my where the one calls char cook cleaner. In my case, dog walker. Believe it or not, <laughs> um, because I have two little dachshunds, and I probably should have had children because I treat the dachshunds like they are children. <laughs> um, but a big part of what Felicia does is walk and take care of the doggies. And sh fortunately, she comes from a farm background and loves animals, and we spend a lot of time chatting about animals, and and she's comfortable doing it. But, but um, I have the luxury of that. I have the luxury of being able to afford someone to look after Dogs of all things. I mean, I don't think they're dogs. I think they should go to maths mm. and science and ballet lessons. But <laughs> they're dogs, actually. And I, I have the luxury and freedom <laughs> of somebody who takes care of the dogs. But for me, what's interesting is where does the, the system start and end? On that note, uh, let's end part one of this conversation. Um, thank you for joining us on the Mate Sessions with Cliff Central. Please make sure to follow our Twitter page on at Made Project, that's M-A-I-D-E Project, as well as our Facebook page, which is The Made Sessions. And if you type in Made Project, you'll also find it. <laughs> Have a good evening, guys. Cliff Central. The revolution. I've got something important to tell you.